26 at Michelle Rogue 101 at Laverne Cox hashtag verse TV 194C. What really has called me to course is this latest bill from um, Oklahoma that would ban gender affirming care up until the age of 26. For years, we've been hearing from anti-trans pundits and politicians that this is about children. This is about protecting the children. But I think what this Oklahoma law reveals is that it's never been about the children. It's always been about scapegoating trans people, stigmatizing us and criminalizing our existence, making us not exist. And we have um, pundits, um, anti-trans pundits and politicians on television every single day saying horrible things about trans people on the internet saying horrible things about trans people things that are leading to bomb threats mm -hmm. at the Boston Children's Hospital um, the Haya Rychik the um, founder of Libs of TikTok um, took credit for that bomb threat and also um, um, had pr um, boasted proudly on Tucker Carlson that she has communicated with Ron DeSantis's um, administration and that her work her anti-trans propaganda work led directly to the don't say gay bill so the way we talk about trans people and with trans people in the media has an effect on these policies. A lot of the ways in which we're seeing trans people be talked about on the internet, in the news, that language is finding its way into legislation. So I wanted to come on today for all of those people who have the best of intentions and want to support trans people, don't know the right language, don't know how to talk about it, or scared to say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. We need the right language to combat this. They've um, anti-trans folks have been setting the agenda and how we talk about this, and we need to take back the narrative and we need to do it right away because it is what is it. Um, January 19th, and there have already been 151 bills targeting trans and LGBTQ people introduced in state legislatures just this year alone. 151. It's January 19th. Wow. All right. So, my initial reaction is 26? 151? Wow. <laughs> Okay. And Laverne Cox is, I fully agree with her completely. And it, it's not about the kids. It's not about the kids. They're scapegoating the kids so they can scapegoat trans and queer visibility because it's all about trans and queer invisibility. That's the goal. And people don't like the discomfort, their discomfort of the unknown. It's just all different shades of xenophobia, right? And by connection, this, this might seem wild where I'm gonna take it, but I'm gonna take it there. It's kind of like, and this is my opinion on the 26th thing. It's kind of like that physical abuser who uh, does something like one hit or contact one time and then apologizes and, oh, baby, I'm so sorry, and you stay. Then the next time, it's two, two hits. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. And, and you stay. And then the next time, it's 10 hits. And, the next, and they're, oh, baby, I'm so very sorry. I'll never do it again and so forth and so on. And that's how I feel as it relates to this gender affirming care 
pushing the gender affirming care back to 26. It's, it's not about that. And what's gonna happen is it's, if the 26 thing works, it's gonna get pushed back to 30. You, you can't do any gender affirming care until you're 30. And then it'll be, well, you can't do any gender affirming care until you're 40. And then it'll be, well, why ever do gender affirming care? Do it never. And, and that's how things will go. And some people just want different people to just go away. And part of our country's beauty is in the fact that we are one of the least homogeneous countries in the world. And yes, humanity can do some amazing things, but we must learn to love and let love, live and let live. And yeah, we're trying, but we, we've got to keep trying. We still have work to do. There's a complexity. Take it away, my friend. All right. Um... I agree that basically it's no one's business, no one's business about how someone raises their own child. Saying that a child should not have a gender confirming or changing surgery until they are 26 just on its face is a load of crap, really. Um, at the very extreme least, it should be 18. Because honestly, at that age, they are a adult anyway. Um, and I would love to hear someone even attempt to counter that point. We all truly know exactly who we are by 18 for the most part, if not earlier. Okay, I'll take a, a one minute before my one sentence. Yeah, people do know, and potentially in many cases, much sooner. Like I, I, I think about myself, but right out loud. I knew <laughs> that I was into boys when I was a very young boy, but I just didn't have the language for it at that time, being a child of the 80s, a baby of the 80s, um, young child of the 90s, what, whatever. You know, and it, pe people do know who they are and we should let people, and also part of their uh, thing is like, well, sometimes when people transition, they end up wanting to transition back because they regret it. And it's like, yeah, that is such a small percentage 
of the mm -hmm. time. Like it happens sometimes, but it's a very small percentage of the time. But just like in the Bible story that we referenced last week, people don't uh, people don't pay attention to what they don't want to pay attention to. My one sentence <laughs> is, as Olita Adams referenced in the song Evolution, evolution is a state of mind and we can stop our own extinction upon learning how to live together. And I'll just say really quickly, it's a beautiful song with a beautiful album. It's from 1993. Basic complexity. All right. Uh, life experience that I've had that, well, loosely relates to this was a TV show I saw a few years ago about a transgender young person named um, Jazz Jennings and the things she had to deal with prior to her, well, bottom surgery. Um, she had to deal with, I'm sorry, things, things she had to deal with prior to her bottom surgery. She knew early on that she did not want to be a boy. And stating that early on led to her getting um, hormone blocking pills prior to puberty, which was a major plus in her situation. And then my um, one sentence are, is just that um, kids in general, <laughs> not all but most, are <laughs> far from dumb. And as adults, we need to actually listen to them. Before we go into the next topic, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hold my peace. All right, Bates Complexity, Kevin. I heard everything that you just said, sir, and uh -huh. that little bit of shade that you threw, but okay. All right. So here comes letter D, and you're going to be first for this one. Pass. Hashtag still in love at nerdy traveling writer. Hashtag verse TV 194D. Are you really falling out of love or are you just no longer infatuated with that person? See the sparks in the beginning, that's not love. That's a chemical reaction that's going to end up fading no matter who you're with. Love is an action that happens after things calm down. Love isn't euphoria. It's not the accelerating heart or the sweaty palms. It's not the butterflies in the stomach. It's not obsessing over that person. Healthy love feels like a sunset over calm water. It's beautiful, it's peaceful, it's consistent, and it's steady. Love isn't a rush of adrenaline. It's commitment that is separate from the unstable emotions that we feel. Emotions can change many times during the day. Love does not. Love is a choice, and it's backed by action. It's complexity. All right. 
Yeah, I was just um, prepping over what I was going to read. All right. Um, first off, I'm so glad that someone is actually saying this because there's definitely a difference between love and lust. And some people don't get that. Um, personally, I feel that if you truly love someone, then you never completely um, stop loving them. Now, the type of love may change, and yet that's a given. But if you truly love them, then that love never completely goes away. Like, you could go from being in love during a relationship with whoever. <laughs> um, and maybe later, after the relationship, loving them as a friend, which is very possible. That's what I've my initial reaction is also my connection again and that yes of course it's another so true moment what she said was so true and with my new knowledge and my 39 years of life yes i am looking forward to being able to identify that post infatuation section moving into deep lifelong love and me not running away again and <laughs> i always feel that i preferred steady consistency and I remember when I was a kid in class, they talked about how when you're younger, you have super high highs and super low lows and up and down and up and down and up and down. And it starts to even out as you age. And I remember I, I was like, even as a little kid, I was like, well, I don't need super high highs. I, I don't want super high or super low lows. I'd rather just sort of be kind of mellow. And I, I always preferred that consistency. But when my relationships over the course of time would enter the section that it would be like the, the middle ground, that middle ground area of starting to settle out from the high highs and low lows just settling out that's that would be when i would be like oh my gosh as he lost his interest in me like i, I talked about last week on the song by missy elliott the rain when she said i break up with him before he dumped me you know like that would be my thing because i would think that since we are falling out of 
that infatuation stage that it must be because he's no longer feeling me like that. So I'd be like, well, I, I have to get out of this sometimes. And at the end of the day, I really could could have just asked them, you know, like, what's going on with this? Like, is it that we are falling out of love or is it that we are entering, and she gave such a great analogy, entering that stage of true love being like a calm beach on a, a, a beautiful night or, or something like that. And I look forward to reaching that point with my partner. And I, I, instead of just questioning that of them, I would just run back in the day. But moving forward, that's not my thing now. I am going to bas uh, discuss it. Basic complexity. Um. Okay. Well, I guess at this point, um, yeah, just going to my one sentence. Oh, um, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, basically, it's that true love in general the very strong emotion that needs to be cared for. Okay. And my one sentence is mutual serious communication with your partner is key. You are partners. Basic complexity or Kevin, AKA basic complexity, are you ready for the tonight's conversation? Let's talk, Car. Yeah. You're up first tonight. All right. The card topic is, excuse me, who hurt you and what have you done to heal? It's All right. And this is time with so no timer. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying this is timeless tea, so no timer. Uh -huh. We're just having a conversation. Okay. As far as who hurt me, I'm definitely not calling out no names. Um I will say with um every ex-boyfriend of it at I don't for the most part I don't um, refer to them by name it's just easier I give them a number like in relationships uh, whatever number boyfriend you were so this one in particular would definitely be boyfriend number five. And I definitely, um, what he did to hurt me, basically, in this after, I was 
diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I eventually learned that he was more or less using me as a, I guess, a come up, which I don't understand, but he was using me for his own benefit. And how did I get over it? Well, eventually when I started adding things together and realized he was using me, I was like, this ain't working. <laughs> you gotta go. And then, yeah, moved on and <laughs> it takes time, but um, yeah, with time, I got over it. Yeah, and uh, you and I were actually friends for by by the time you uh, had your your number five, and <laughs> we both know the horrible, horrible, disgusting thing that he did. So, right. absolutely, absolutely, and yes, time. You, you made it through, my friend. You're, you're my survivor. You're not going to give up. You're not going to stop. You're going to work harder. Anyway, but yes. Another, another thing is back to our high school days, right? Anyway, but um, so for me, who hurt you and what have you done to heal? Uh, it has... And I'll say this, I, I, I no, because I, I, I'll say what I assume. I assume that you did not go into many details deliberately. And that was, I, I understand that. So I, I, I'm not going to have any follow-up questions on that. There it is. <laughs> and um, who hurt me? I, I, I think back to uh, childhood, and um, I remember walking in on this family member of mine um, in a tussle with my mom. And this family member was particularly at that time, a much bigger uh, person. And my mom was small. And um, I remember I, I felt so weak against this person. And th things are, are much better now between us. Uh, I will say that, thankfully, hallelujah, you know, we're family. Um, that experience though was just so difficult and, um, I realized that I'm, I'm not going to say that experience may be gay by any means. <laughs> Nevertheless, I do feel that experience contributed to the fact that I 
am attracted to men who can protect me because protection is something that matters to me like going back to a one of the guys that I dated um, who was the first time I said, I love you and I actually meant it to a boyfriend years ago. Mm. And um, when we first got together, I used to like play him. Like I, I, I was that ridiculous one. And mm. he thought that I was play hitting him because I was potentially gonna be an abuser. But I was actually play hitting him because I, I liked a dude to show their strength over me because I would, in a silly way, see that as them being able to protect me because they're stronger than me. Anyway, so yeah, th th that was my thing. <laughs> Basic complexity, do you have any kind of comeback or anything? <laughs> Actually, surprisingly, I don't. I'm not surprised. Anyway, no, I'm but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's that's the thing. I feel really, um, I guess, awkward sharing that story. But it, it is a true story, and um, I, I do think about it. And how have I healed? In the words of the illustrious Layla Hathaway, <laughs> time heals all wounds, so they say, so they say. You know, and it's like, Technically, in that, in that song, what she's saying is, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. Time can heal wounds. And you agree with that basic complexity, right? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. See, because I, I, I feel like I, I need to play the other side of the fence with this because it's like, yeah, time heals all wounds. But what if, but, oh, oh okay, shoot. I, I, I will talk both sides of myself because it's like time heals all wounds. But the fact that that is what comes to mind after all of these years <laughs> shows me that it still is in my mind. You know, the fact that your situation with your guy is still in your mind after a couple, well, it, it's been a few years, you know, it, shows that it's still in it your mind. So years. how much does time heal the wound? Well, it, is it that it's healed? Or is it that it's not bothersome anymore? And is that healing? What do you say? I would say I 
wouldn't quite say Tom Hill's old wounds. Um, I mean, Hill's most wounds, but not all. Um, some things people, well, people, some people need uh, even a counselor to go through some of those issues. Um, but yeah, certain things you just don't forget. So if nothing else, you learn from certain experiences. Um, and I'm not even gonna say Tom heals the wounds, but what Tom does do is give time to learn from those mistakes to protect yourself in the future from anything even remotely close to that happening again. Mm. This is timeless tea. <laughs> and I will say, what do you say to the people who, in relation to romantic relationships, interpret that learning as baggage? Because there are people who will say, who, who will say that they don't want anybody with any baggage and interpret your remembering that negative experience and learning from it, which means going forward differently right. and not make that same mistake again. There are those who would interpret that as baggage. What do you say to that, basic Kevin, AKA basic complexity? Then if someone interprets that as baggage, all right, peace out. <laughs> because more or less, I like in situations like that that have happened in my past, I, I personally have moved on from that and learned from that. Um, and if someone considers that baggage, all right, do you? Okay. See, th th that's a, a tough thing. And I was actually just talking with uh, somebody else uh, about this, how it's like, When, and maybe you can answer this too, when does learning from your romantic mistakes become what you consider baggage? That's a great question. Because if nothing else, personally, I consider it a learning lesson. And when does, I guess that's 
given tickets all about semantics or whatever and if that's the way someone takes it hey do you okay so i i, I guess your response basically comes down to the fact that you know you would just let it go what if what if it was michael b jordan somebody who <laughs> actually wanted and didn't want to let go because see you're just saying peace out to all these dudes because you don't really care that much about you don't have much invested in them romantically or attraction wise in, in your assumption so what if it's michael b jordan Remember back when we were doing that trifecta? He's the top of your trifecta. And all honesty, anyone who truly knows me knows I've had a huge crush on him for years. And yes, I understand he's straight. But even all that aside, I really wouldn't care who it is. Even mm -hmm. if it's him, yeah, I definitely just got more respect for myself to not put myself through that. And really, I don't care who it is. All right. <laughs> Dang. I mean, you know, I would. Like to me, to I would be disappointed, but I would still like peace out. A disappointed peace out. Okay. So, so instead of being like peace, peace out, man, it'd be like a ah, peace out. Peace out, like a, a peace out with a sigh. <laughs> Peace out, peace out. You, you know, a peace out with a sigh over the cry. I don't know. Anyway, but you know what? You're admirable, my friend, because that just shows that that you really stick to your values. You know, and you don't sway, and that's that's good. That's how people should be. That's how more people should be. Because you're not the only one. You're not the only one. Just like yeah. I was talking about with the, the groups of matches, you know, th there are other people in, in your group of match in this 8 billion people world. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I remember it used to be 7 billion. But yeah, it did. It's not. I checked it today. And um, I, because I wanted to stay it for this thing this topic. And I was like, oh yeah, that, that, that's something good to mention in addition to that. The 7 billion people on the world. And I asked yeah. Google, how many people are in the world? And it said as of July or something, 2022, there are now 8 billion people in the world. So I guess our numbers are going up. And ooh, then we get to talk about I will leave it 
alone. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh. These are things that we've talked about before, so I'm not going to go into it. Anyway, do you have anything else to say, basic complexity, before we close Timeless T? Um, thinking nothing stands out. <laughs> nothing I could think of. Well, hashtag Verse TV family, this has been week 194. We have got to do something special for week 200. Okay, just get that in your minds now. It's going to happen. And this has been week 194. I'm Aaron Mack. You can find hashtag verse. You can email me, Aaron Mack at versetv.com. That's A A R O N M C K at B E R S T E A V.com. And you can pull us up. We're all over social media, hashtag B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. Basic Complexity, Ke Kevin, AKA Basic Complexity. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get used to saying like that. Kevin, AKA Basic Complexity, where can we find you, friend? Shoot, and I don't understand why I forget this every week. All right. Well, one thing I know for certain, I could definitely be found at basic complexity com, And that's basic complexity is basically like easiest way to think about it. Just take two words, basic and complexity. Where am I? Boom, put them together, B-A-S-I-C-C-O-M-P-L-E-X-I-T-Y. And yeah, once again, that's definitely um, last word of basic and first word of complexity. You got two C's back to back. And that's how that works. All right. This has uh, been week. What are you going to say something else? No. This has been week 194. And we will see you all next week for week 195. This has been hashtag VertTV194. Talk to you later, social media family. Peace. Now, if you can do the honors, basic complexity, versetv.com. Logos on your side. Oh, well, see, Peace. Um, versetv.com. Well, right there. There we go. Have a good night. Stay blessed. All right. And ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba -ba. hashtag versetv. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. 
Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. One, nine, four.